You are listening to Season 1 of Reframe Your Life, a podcast for women who think differently and want to explore ideas and topics that are relevant to all areas of their life. Hi everyone and welcome to Episode 10. Today we're talking about motivation. Hi Sandy, how are you? I'm good, Joanne. Well, I don't know if I'm good. I have to tell you, I have been eating a lot of junk food this week. (laughs) And I'm feeling a little, I don't know, like regret, I think. I've had a bit of a potato chip thing going on this week. So that's how I am. I'm feeling like I need to kind of get that under control. Anyway, enough about me. What are you going to do to do that, Sandy? Well, I'm hoping this episode motivates me. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? What's been going on with you? I have to say... I am with you on this one. Your check-in is similar to my check-in. I've kind of let myself down this week. I haven't exercised as much as I normally do. And I have eaten things that I know, I'm not allergic to anything, but you know, you you can eat things and you know that they just kind of don't sit well with you. And so now I feel a bit like, blah. But I'm reframing it to, okay, that was last week or like, Yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) an hour ago. (laughs) So come Monday, are you going to be with me? Are you going to help motivate me? Yes, I will. I'm telling you, after this podcast today, we will be motivated. Yeah, good. If we're not, we're not posting it. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Why? Because we're talking about motivation. So we're going to go through the whole process of helping ourselves. This is like a self-coaching podcast session today. <laughs> exactly. We are, it's all about us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is motivation? It's, it's why we do something or not. Right. Basically. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, um, even behind that, right. It's, you know, it's that, that kind of feeling you have when you are doing the things that you feel like you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be or help you feel good. Like what, what makes you feel good? What are you doing and, and that makes you feel good? When I feel good, it's usually because I'm doing the things that I want to do. And so it may be exercising. It could be being with friends, like those kinds of things. So when I'm, I guess it's like a around being aligned with my values. That's yeah. when I feel really good. And we spoke about that in another episode. So how do we translate that into motivation to do the things that we need to do? Because we all have things we need to do in life. Right. So I guess the question is what motivates you? Yeah. What motivates you? What motivates me? Achieving motivates me one of my values is accountability so it's still similar you know living in alignment with the values is still there uh accountability definitely is one of my values so when I feel like I'm doing what I have to do but generally for other people you know it's it's helping when I'm helping so if I have a client and I've got to get some work done I'm accountable to that client I'm accountable and responsible for the work I have to do so to me, that's motivation enough to help them succeed into what they are trying to do. Collaboration, working with people, that really, I've worked out, and, and this podcast has really helped, Sandy. I work better, I'm more motivated when I'm doing things with other people. 
so that's what motivates me, working with someone else to achieve a goal. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, it's all about uh, trying to live in my commitment. So in, in coaching, I talk about, you know, what, what's your commitment? Like, what's your purpose? And the idea is you're supposed to be doing things to um, help you achieve your commitment. And if your commitment is a true commitment, that should be internal motivation enough to keep you going. But there are days when that doesn't work. What about you? What motivates you? Okay, there's so many things I want to say about what you just said, So, we'll, but we'll get to those things. So what motivates me? So similar to your accountability, deadlines. Mm. So if I have a looming deadline, I'm really motivated. There's a creative energy I feel around a deadline that I don't feel. I think I'm just wired that way. I could have six months to do something the week before it happens, I am highly motivated. So I'm a board chair for a not-for-profit. It's our AGM in two weeks. And I am motivated to get my stuff together for that AGM. So, I mean, the finances are done, but my board report, I'm really motivated on that right now. So I have to jump in here, Sandy, because you've just given me a reframe. Oh, Okay. Because I, I was with a client the other day, and I said, when do you need this done? They're like, oh, it's not urgent. And I said to them, I work best when I have a deadline. And I totally didn't think that that's kind of part of my motivation. I just know I work best when I have a deadline. Does it motivate me? I guess so. Yes. Because I have a deadline that I have to meet for another person, and I don't want to let them down. So thank you. I now have a reframe that deadlines are part of my motivation right I am also okay I'm a little bit not proud of this but I am motivated by rewards so I if I promise myself sometimes when I'm not feeling very motivated but I can bribe myself I can say if you do this this afternoon then this evening you can fill in the blank or if you, I remember I lost um, a lot of weight a few years ago, and one of the ways I motivated myself was every time I exercised, I put $5 in a jar. And I really wanted a very expensive purse. And so I told myself when I exercised enough to earn enough money in that jar, I could take it and I could go buy that purse. So rewards work for me, you know, I'm, if anybody's listening and you want to bribe me, I will pretty well, that motivates me. So just come up with it. your bribe <laughs> and fun motivates me. If I know I'm going to be having fun, I'm motivated. So those are just off the top of my head, some things. Yeah. I like that idea of the rewards because generally we, we talk about setting a goal. You know, if you want to achieve something, setting a goal and reward yourself along the way. It was tied into this motivation. something else. So it worked it. for me. It really works for me. Well, I've just written that down. Oh, good. So I used that uh, when I didn't want to get out of bed the other day. And I wanted to watch Netflix. And so I said, because I'm hooked on Downton Abbey. So I'm a bit of a latecomer. People who are listening, I'm a bit of a latecomer to Downton Abbey. So now I'm hooked, and now it's all there, and I can just kind of press play. Do you want me to tell you how it ends? No. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> um, so 
like, ah, oh, do you really want to get out of bed? Or, or you could just watch. Uh, you know, you could sneak in before you have to. I had to go to uh, go to work. So I sat down literally and did the pros and cons in my head and said, okay, project now to the end of the day. How are you going to feel if you watch Downton Abbey? Oh, super excited because you've seen an episode and it's moved on an hour. How are you going to feel if you go to the gym? I'm going to feel really proud of myself and, and feel like I'm one step closer to my goal in terms of uh, uh, my fitness regime. So I got out of bed. I got out of bed. But I had to self-talk myself into doing that. So, and I did it with chips too <laughs> the other night. I was like, what are you going to get from this experience? Like, I love eating chips, at the, but, but afterwards you're going to regret it. Right. So, so I waited till you came and then we ate. And then we ate chips. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. That was, uh, that was good. But we shared them, so, you know, half the chips, really, that we could have eaten. So do you remember when we were at university and we were in our first group together and we had to develop our values? Yes. And you had said... We should have fun as a value. And I was like, we don't need to have fun. We're here to work. So achievement, right? We're here to work. Get stuff done. We don't need fun. Oh, my gosh, have I come a long way. You have. I remember yeah. feeling like the biggest flake in yeah, our cohort. You, you were so keen. I was like, fun is a value. And, and I just remember people looking at me, all these people in this Masters of Leadership looking at me like oh my gosh she's in the wrong cohort but I have to tell you we had a lot of fun and it motivated us all to do really well and we got a lot more out of the experience I think yeah I agree because we were having fun so that's creating some really good feelings which is motivating us and we motivated each other we'll talk about this when we talk about some strategies but I remember we had to we were accountability partners yes. for each other. So, yes. Yeah. Good. It's good. So those are some things that motivate me. Like you, being with people motivates me as well. So when I'm too much on my own, there's a balance there, but working with people and collaborating on projects definitely motivates me. One of the things that was really helpful for me in understanding motivation was a book I read a few years ago by Daniel Pink. I don't know if you ever read his book, Drive. I haven't read his book, but I've seen the um, his animation, so we'll post that as well. Oh, right. I remember that. So he talks about the things that, the needs that we have. So he says that all human beings have three needs. So we need psychological needs, we need competence, we need autonomy, and we need relatedness. And that those things, when we meet those needs, we feel motivated and productive and happy. So competence, he uses the word mastery. So um, achieving a certain level of competence when we feel really good. So when you think about when you don't do something or avoid doing something or procrastinate a lot of times that's because you don't feel competent so competency and mastery are important elements of feeling motivated autonomy so just that um, being self-reliant and feeling like you can 
achieve something on your own is important as well. And then purpose, which you already talked about, or relatedness, which we both talked about. Mm-hmm. So the whole relational side of things or connectedness or feeling like there's purpose in what we're doing really motivates us. So when I work with corp- in corporations, employee engagement is often tied into a sense of purpose. So when people feel like what they're doing has a purpose, they are more engaged mm-hmm. and more motivated to do their work. So I really like Daniel Pink's work. I don't know um, what your thoughts are on that. When I'm coaching people and we talk about competence, I often speak to, you've got to practice in order to be competent. When you are competent, you are therefore more confident to do something. So as you say, are they motivated to give that critical feedback to a staff person? If you can practice, build your competence of that, then that will help us be more motivated. And then at the end of it, you sense that sense of achievement. But that's also what we've just, I mean, we talk about accountability, deadlines. So that's all related to us being competent in what we are doing and I love the autonomy one because even though I like to work in team I also like the ability to be able to make decisions so yeah and so that's interesting right because I'm working with a client at the moment thinks that motivation is all about money right so when I'm trying to explain to them that actually people are motivated in different ways when you're working with people the challenge is to work out what motivates them. When you're talking about the needs, I went straight to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. Which is part of motivation too. And when those basic needs are met, then we have other needs. Other needs. You know, we move up that hierarchy. So, which is why I think that when most people achieve sort of a certain level in their career, uh, I don't know if you've experienced this, but... Earlier in my career, I was motivated by different things. So when I first started out in learning and development and I would go into a group, I was really motivated by how much good feedback I would get. So I'd get up in front of a group and I would do my, my, you know, shtick. I'd take them through like facilitating something something with a group and and I'd read all the feedback forms and people would say Sandy was great Sandy was great really learned a lot loved what she did and that motivated me over time that stopped motivating me it, it I just completely lost that the motivation that I felt from those forms. In fact, I probably haven't read a feedback form in about 5 years. I don't even read them anymore because I I don't I don't get anything from them. What motivates me now when I'm working with a group is when somebody comes back to me maybe a month later and they say, I've really taken what you said to heart and it's made a difference in my life. Mm -hmm. That motivates me now when I see someone actually using what we talked about. Yeah. Am I making an impact? Are you taking what you're doing and implementing or adapting or is it affecting the way you think and and uh, creating some kind of change like when we got a tweet the other day from our friend Ange I practice my abdominal strength while I was on the train yeah <laughs> it's like oh great it's great to hear great 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 but are you actually taking taking what you're hearing and 
uh, integrating it into your life in some way. So when you said that, I'm thinking it's sort of the equivalent of having someone like your post. Like, yes. it's so easy for people to like things, you know. We live in that that world where, you know, you get these little hearts on Instagram or these little whatever check marks and thumbs up and all those things. And for me, those aren't motivating. It's the text message I got last night from someone who said, hey, I listened to your podcast and it was really helpful. It's that feeling that I've made a difference in someone's experience or their life or help them to do something that's been beneficial to them. Yeah. So how do we increase motivation? Because we all have our times of lull. How do we increase motivation is the question. And we've spoken a little bit about setting the goal. Yes. You know, setting a goal. So think big but set small measurable goals. Yeah, I think sometimes cut ourselves some slack too. I don't think we can always be fully 100% motivated all day long in everything we do. So I think sometimes we just, we need to think long term and think over the course of my week, 80% of what I did was eat healthy. Yeah. 80% of the time I made good choices, but 20% of the time, eh, not so good. Yeah. And we spoke about this a little bit on one of our other podcasts, Sandy. And that's what, giving credit when you do do something that contributes to your goal. I think sometimes we do all these things that contribute to where we want to be. And then we're just so hard on ourselves when we do something that doesn't. Or, you know, oh, I haven't exercised as much in the last two weeks. Or I haven't got back to this person or whatever. But, but nine times out of ten, I am doing it. Practice more that, that gratitude and that... Uh, positive dialogue with ourselves. I would call that extending grace to yourself and saying, I'm doing well, you know, some days better, but yeah. overall I'm, I'm, I'm not going downhill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so with the goal, I think that's part of developing your mantra or even your commitment. What, what are you about? And everything's going to be focus on that but like you said readjust and reassess along the way like this I normally eat like to eat well during the week and but we've shared a night together well that sounds a little bit (laughs) not that kind of night (laughs) you know we're on our little um podcast retreat and we've been doing planning and of course I'm going to enjoy some wine or a cocktail and some snacks food macaroons yeah some macaroons so Reassess and adjust along the way, but we know, okay, we'll, we'll get back to it. Exactly. Now, um, you spoke a little bit about facing the fears, and that's a hard, we're going to do a whole po- uh, podcast on, on our fears, but that is definitely a, a, something that demotiv- demotivates us and causes us to be stuck. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Another thing that's motivating for me is having a routine. And so I know I'm a little anal about things and and I like things to be orderly in my life. I do find when I have some structure to my day, it helps me be motivated. So it allows me, so I usually get up in the morning, I I exercise, I go for a walk, I do something along those lines. I come home, I have my little routine, and then I'm in my office at 9 o'clock ready to work. And I find that 
having those rituals and routines really helps me to set up my day so that I'm ready to work and I'm ready to do the things that I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And we can set our own routine. So something that I, is one of my values is accountability. So I love the idea of having an accountability partner. That's worked well for me when we were working on our last thesis and we know we had to achieve a certain amount during each week because we were on our own. Like the schedule was fairly wide open when you're launched to do your own thesis. You're not deadline driven really I mean you've got a deadline but that's a soft deadline you can have another deadline if you want you can take as long as you like you just got to pay for it yeah. <laughs> so, so I know we were both very committed at at that time and we would have our our check-in phone calls and we'd email each other okay these are my goals for this week and we'd have a check-in and 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 did you reach the goals and and if it, it was just to to be able to say I mean we, we got no reward from each other just to be able to say I achieved my goals, you know, yay, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. So I'm going to just jump in and say that if there's somebody listening and they would need accountability, I think you as a coach would be a really good person to coach. I think everyone has strengths as a coach, like we all have different areas we're really good at. And I think um, in your coaching practice that you, because I know you've held me accountable for things as well, and I think that's a big part of coaching. And I, mm. I think that people should feel free to reach out to you if they have a goal that they feel accountability will help them achieve. So I'm just giving oh, you a you. shout out there. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> that's lovely. Something that I don't do well at, though, is prepare for those feelings of disappointment. Because we're not, like you said, we're not always going to be highly motivated. Uh and so when I'm a little bit discouraged, I can sometimes get a little bit too within myself and that's, and that's hard to crawl out of, right? But I know I need to reach out to someone. Try to reflect on when I kind of get off the rails, because we are going to get off the rails, I might go into a bit of a lull, but then I go, okay, what would you say if it was a friend doing this? Okay, Sandy, it's okay. You've had lots of chips this week. You know, <laughs> Every <what's>, week. What's, <laughs> I just love that you love chips. <laughs> What is your goal for next week? And, you know, how can I help you? And these things happen, right? These things happen. We get off. So setting yourself up to be to achieve but knowing we can't function at that certain level all the time. So I, I think you're right. We need to be realistic about how much we can perform at 100% being perfect. And I, for me, it comes back to all or nothing. Yeah thinking right and it's just always a struggle to feel like I have to be all in and if I'm not I'm all out yes. but it's that's not even realistic like it's, it doesn't even make sense black white and gray yeah. yeah so we're never really all in or all out it's a spectrum maybe some days 90% fully motivated and some days we're 60 but we seem to live with this this kind of idea that we you know we need to be all in 100 yeah. percent. and something you've helped with you're very good at with your planners and your last blog was about planners and <laughs> i have a problem <laughs> <laughs> sandy likes to hoard planners and, uh, uh, writing writing things down and uh, actually you helped me i i remember speaking to you some time ago and saying you know i've, I've got all these things on my to-do list 
uh, but it was too much and it was demotivating me. It was, I was just getting overwhelmed. And it was electronic. My to-do list was electronic, so I'd kind of go and this whole list would jump out at me and half of it would be read. And, and you gave me some good advice. You said one thing you do is write your list. You have an electronic list, but you write, take a piece of pen and paper and write down what you want to achieve that day on pen and paper. Because you and I love ticking things off our list. Yes. <laughs> we are list ticker offers. <laughs> and I have, I have been known, Sandy's nodding, to write something on my list even after I've done it, just so that I can cross it off. Of course. <laughs> that is good practice. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that's part of the motivation, right? Oh, my gosh, I can cross this off. So I've been doing that over the past little while, Sandy, and that has been really helpful. I'm so glad. thank you. So if anyone wants help getting organized and planned and <laughs> use planners, Sandy's your girl. Yeah, I'm a planner consultant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can tell you all the planning apps and paper planner products out there. I know I have a planner problem because I actually have a Pinterest board for planners. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm sure, I think if I was doing values coaching with people, I'd say, go look at Pinterest and see what boards you have set up. That will tell no. you what's important to you. I have a productivity yeah. slash planner board in Pinterest. Wow. Yes. I think these are good ways to reframe motivation, mm. you know, to just think about not being all or nothing, look at the pros or cons. We talked a little bit about Daniel Pink mm -hmm. and his book, Drive on Motivation. And one of the things that I think he talks about in that book is that, um, I think the quote is something like, what you decide not to do is probably more important than what you decide to do. And I think that's a different way of looking mm. at it or helping in reframe. So... When you, let's use your Netflix example. Mm -hmm. So when you decide to watch Netflix, you need to also think about what you're deciding not to do mm -hmm. in that moment. And that can help you reframe it. So it's not just about what motivates us. Sometimes it's about just thinking, okay, I'm going to blow the budget today, I'm going to go out and buy something, then I need that wasn't in the budget, then I need to think about, okay, if I buy this, that means I'm making a decision that I can't go on that vacation, or I can't pay off a bill or something, you know, we have to be always thinking about when we decide to do something, there's always the side what we're not going to do then. And I think that, for me, is a good way to reframe around motivation. And that's fine. I may decide, no, it's more important to me to buy this today than to put that in savings. Because, But I'm conscious then. Yeah. I'm making a conscious choice. choice. Yeah, that's, that's all right. It's a choice. And maybe tomorrow you'll make a different choice. Okay, so let's just wrap this up with, I'm going to ask you a question. I know how you always look forward to my questions. So <laughs> oh, I want to ask you to think about something, an area in your life right now that you feel you're lacking motivation in. I've had it on my list for a while to develop a, an open course. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. So I want to 
develop a course in September. I love facilitating, you know, and I love leadership development. I want to help people. So a way to get out there is to go into clients as an individual business, but another way is to hold an open course but see if I can help them in some way in terms of learning about their personality or learning about uh, communication styles. And it's just on my list. I haven't done it yet. Okay, so it's been on your list and you haven't done it. So that seems like it could be a motivation issue. It may not be, but it could be. So if you were to unpack that a little bit in terms of motivation and we looked at those areas of mastery autonomy and purpose where do you think do you think it falls into one of those three areas I know I can do it I know I have the skills I know I have the knowledge it's the fear of putting myself out there and what if no one comes okay I did one last year and I had six people it's good so I thought better than nothing so it's, it's either, which we've spoke, spoken about, doing it with someone who I can do it in partnership with, or just saying, okay, well, if one person shows up, it's still going to help one person. So it's reframing it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It's about thinking it's not about how many people come. It's about helping one person. Yeah, which reminds me of that starfish story. Have you heard that one? I do know the starfish story. It's one of my favorite stories. The story, in case someone listening hasn't heard it, is about a man walking on the beach and there are starfish that have washed up on the beach during a storm. And he sees a little boy and a little boy is picking up the starfish and throwing them into the ocean. And the man gets to the little boy and he said, says something like, hey son, you're never going to get all those starfish back in the water. You're wasting your time. And the little boy looked at him and he said, I might not get them all in the water, but I've made a difference for that one that I did. Yeah. And I always think you never know who that one person is and who, what impact you're having on a greater community because of that one person. Well, I'm glad you let me put you on the spot there a little bit. That was kind of unscripted. Do you want to? Yeah. Okay. So have you got something in your life that you're not really motivated to do right now? Yeah, and mine is similar. I wanted to create a couple of business products this year, and I haven't been motivated. And as we've been talking, I know exactly what I need. Right. Oh, there you go. So I'm going to beat you to it. Yeah, just the whole dialogue has helped, which I love. This is what coaching is, guys. (laughs) I don't have a deadline, and I don't have accountability. On, on them so they're easy to push back in my week because I do the things that are fun because that's what I, I like. <laughs> your values. I do the things that have deadlines attached to them and this has neither. It's not entirely fun and it's not deadline. And I've just had the same aha. There you go. Because we're doing it for ourselves really. Yeah, I mean, We're doing it for ourselves so there's no deadline. Yeah. Okay, Sandy. So we, after this program, are we yes. going to, after we finish recording this, yeah. we're going to sit down and we're going to hold each other accountable for yeah. doing these two tasks. I love it. Good. Well, that was a helpful podcast for us. It's made a difference for two people. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's made a difference for people listening as well. I love the topic of motivation. I think it's something that a lot of women 
struggle with in their lives, feelings of not being motivated to accomplish their goals. And I'm really hoping that today we've at least scratched the surface for people, given them something to think about in terms of reframing motivation as not an all or nothing, but as a step-by-step process that may fluctuate at times in their life and understanding what motivates them. Thanks, Sandy. So I'll leave with a quote. Every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. Hi, Life Reframers. Did you enjoy our podcast today? If so, we'd really appreciate a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or our Facebook page. For more information, visit our website, reframeyourlife.ca, and sign up for our newsletter.